Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment. Just never thought it would end up being there. Never thought we'd hear back from Rounder. Yeah. Never thought we would hear from Rounder in the first place. If this is your first time listening, you can hear full interviews with Jerry Douglas, Allison Brown, Bela Fleck, Larry Sparks, Jody Stecker, and so many more wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later on. Hey, this is Travis Book. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Travis Book. This episode is brought to you by Americana Vibes and Preston Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments, handmade with love, in Sisters, Oregon. In October of 2020, my bandmate Andy Falco was scheduled to join me as my guest on the Travis Book Happy Hour. It didn't work out for him to make it down, but instead of canceling, I forged ahead, asking my friend and regular collaborator Tommy Marr to join me. I figured any show was better than no show, and that proved to be the case. Tommy interviewed me, we played some songs together, a few originals, some classics. It was a really enjoyable session, making the most of the situation. I hope you enjoy it. We certainly did. This podcast is an edited distillation of the full-length happy hour, which aired live on October 28th of 2020. I edit pretty heavily for the podcast, but full episodes of this and every happy hour can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to tonight's version of the Travis Book Happy Hour. Things will be a little different tonight, but that's fine because you've been living, you're still alive in the COVID era, so you're used to changing. You're used to letting go of your preconceptions. So this week, the, the Travis Book Happy Hour, Andrew Falco of the String Dusters was supposed to be my guest, but due to a variety of circumstances, um, he needed to head home. You know, we always try to play it safe. So Falco couldn't make it, um, and, and so, which, which is fine. That's how it goes. I think he'll maybe be back in April. So we debated whether or not to do the show at all. You know, you always want to deliver what it, is you, what it is you've promised, but we've sort of ultimately decided that some type of music, even if it's not what we all were expecting, is better than no type of music, and here we are. So... <laughs> The good news is um, I have a, a very dear friend. His name is Tommy Marr. He's in the Fireside Collective. He and I play a lot of music together, and he is here tonight with me. 
And I'm actually going to be my own guest on my own show. Tommy's going to do a little interview segment of me later on. Tommy will be here in a minute, but I'm going to start out playing you a couple tunes. I really, really, really appreciate you all being here, and thanks for everyone tuning in at home. Um, and big thanks to the Gray Eagle for, for having us and for hosting this little get-together. So make yourselves at home. Thanks for being here. Crying, tell me, can we live together without pain? Burdens at our doorstep, burdens in our heart. It's time to let them travel, lay them down. From the tallest mountain down in the lowest valley, we're all asking and we want to know. Why we're climbing, tell me Why we're falling, tell me Where we're going, yeah, we want to know Rise Sunrise Rise, sun Rise, so And it's not promised, but it's all we know Can we quantify it? Can we try and name it? Try to find it while we hold it close Right It's a song of hope. Go ahead and it'll be 
alright. I'll still be here to be alright. Drive out past the city lights. Watch the day turn into night. By midnight, a winding road will make it right. Go ahead and be alright. What is past is done. No use holding on. Don't look back. That old house is gone. Grounded, rested on. Turn out that light. Don't look back, it'll be alright You better take your chances when they come Don't wait for something or someone Hate to miss a chance at life. So go ahead and it'll be alright. I'll still be here and it'll be I actually don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's going to be all right, but it seems to be true. Hey, uh, enough of this playing by myself. Now it's time to play with somebody else. Please make welcome to the stage, Mr. Tommy Marr. Tommy, you want to play a tune? Yeah. Had to get situated. I don't sit down and play the dobro in stools very often. Usually in a chair. Yeah, the, this, 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 the stool thing is interesting. So I'm going to play you a John Hartford tune. Because John Hartford's the best. And last night we were debating what this song is about. And, um, and it led us to existential questions about how much responsibility we have for other people and the unfolding of their own lives and their own karmic predicaments. And it was a really good conversation. Yeah, it got, it got pretty deep. It really did. Um, but it's an interesting thing to think about is uh, responsibility for your own actions and responsibility for others' actions. There's a lot to unpack there. So, John Hartford. Maybe he was pointing at this, I don't know. <laughs> open and your path is free to walk. It makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag roll up and stash behind your couch. It's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words, bonds, or the ink stains that have dried upon some lines. 
keeps you on the back road by the rivers of my memory ever smiling ever gentle on my mind Clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns now that binds me Something that somebody said because I thought we fit together walking Just Knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiving When I walk along the railroad track and find that you're moving on the back road by the rivers of my memory Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind Junkyards lie between us. Or some other woman crying to her mother cause she turned and I was gone. I still might run in silence, tears of joy might stain my face. Some sun might burn me until I'm blind. Not to where I can, I see you waving on the back road by the rivers flowing gentle on my mind. From a crackling, gurgling cauldron in some train yard. A rough and cold pile and a dirty hat across my face. Through cocktails round a tin can, I pretend to hold you to my breast and That you're moving on the back road by the rivers of my memory Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind Yeah, on my mind Gentle on my mind That's my man Tommy Alrighty then. Yeah, ma'am. I'm in there. 
mountains many years ago Climb those hills and valleys through the rain and snow Well, I've seen the lightning flashing, I've heard the thunder roll well, I've endured, I've endured How long must one endure? Well, barefoot in the summer, on into the fall Too many mouths to feed, could not clothe them all church on Sunday and learn the golden rule. I've endured, I've endured, how long must one Sorrowed, been through success's door. I've endured, I've endured. How long must one
back on down the road
<laughs> yeah. It's always a little different. Such is life. Uh, is everyone doing okay out there? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad, because there's not a whole lot else we can do for you right now. <laughs> Are there, uh, does anybody have any questions out there? Complaints? So, Tommy, usually on my show here, I talk about some stuff and then I interview somebody. Yep. And I had you on here not long ago. That's right. And we had a lovely interview. That was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, your, ba your bandmate Jesse probably talked a little more than you, but I still thought it was really nice. Well, thanks, Travis. I thought it was really nice, too. I was just watching that the other day and remembered all the fun moments we had. It was awesome. <laughs> Memories and moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you thought, if you thought John Stickley was wholesome, I mean, just look at us, man. <laughs> just check us out. We gonna go? We gonna like bake some cookies later? Yeah, we should go bake yeah. some cookies later. Yeah, yeah. Give them to uh, trick or treaters. A make little, sure they're have some tea later. Yeah, we'll have some tea and discuss a book maybe. Yeah, nothing you know uh, controversial or anything. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. Of course not. I gotta keep it PG. Um, so, but in, in in lieu of a of a typical interview, in lieu of this being a typical night, I figured you know if you wanted, yeah, you maybe ask me a few questions. Would you guys like me to ask a few questions to, to Travis? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, put me on the spot, baby. I'd love to put you on the spot. Well, I have a, I have a, a, a lot of questions to ask, but um, I'll, 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 I tried to narrow it down to just a few really cool, important ones. Um, we'll be the judge of that. All right, yeah, yeah. Man, I wish we should have reserved this for audience questions. That would have been fun. I like that idea. Maybe after, later? Sure. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm surprised. I like to open it up for audience questions pretty often, but it's really rare that I get a good question. Usually the audience is so stunned that they get to participate that they, that or they're so, uh, they're so mystified by what's unfolding that they don't even know where to begin yeah. asking yeah. questions. They have so many questions, they can't pick one. Overload. Yeah. Well, I'll try to do the, um, the hard work of distilling all of my questions down for a few. Okay. All right. So the first one is not a big, you know, controversial question. Who did you vote for? I'm just kidding. That's not the first question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to go there. Um, I do want to know, Travis, um, at what point in your life uh, can you name a moment or a figure, um, a family member or something that in your early days, formative years of development, um, was a musical influence on you that kind of sparked that interest to where, you know... You got the bug. And did you know that at one point this was going to be something you pursued as a career? Or was it just like a hobby? Well, it took a long time for me to figure out that this is probably what I was going to do as a career. Or that this was my role or my contribution. Right. Right. Um, but I did, I did realize very early on, and there, I, there was a, I had a lot of musical influences early on, but, um, but the most important one is, um, is in the room oh. tonight... If you can believe that. Wow. And it's her birthday. Right? Okay. Give it up for my mother, K-Book. She's in the house. All right, K-Book. And it's her birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear K-Ma. Happy birthday to 
Happy birthday, Mom. Cheers. Hey, Ma. So to answer your question, yes, very early on, my, you know, my mom, when I was growing up, my mom and my dad both played music. We sang in church, and they, uh, and they would sing music around. They'd play music constantly around the house, and we were always listening to music. But my mom was also in a rock band. Okay. With, um, with some friends, you know? Right. And, and, like, and right away, like very early on, it was sort of, um, like it seemed like the most normal thing yeah. in the world to have a band yeah. and go to gigs and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So, um, so she sort of she she sort of normalized that okay. in, in my own life. Um, what, what in relation to that? Where did the bass come into that? That's it, that was her too. Um, I, I, in middle school, I was going to church, and uh, I always went to church when I was a kid. Um, and my two friends from church, uh, one had a guitar and one was a drummer. And and I, all I ever really wanted to do was sing. So I went. I would go to band rehearsals and sing. You know, because that's basically what I'm in it for is the singing. And yeah. And um, and. But very quickly we realized that you know we didn't have a bass player and and the drummer's younger brother wasn't competent enough to do it so <laughs> I went home one day and asked my mother if I could get a bass and she said of course you can have a bass you'll always have a gig yes good advice mom and she was and she was right and that sort of leads to to the second part of your question of like when did you know that this was going to be the thing that you did and and it it sort of happened to me it's like for anybody listening out there if you want a career in music. It's a little piece of advice. If you want to, if you want to play music with cool people for a living, there's a handful of things you got to do. One thing you got to do is you you got you got to get at least proficient enough on an instrument that's in demand. It's much harder to do that on guitar. Good point. It's really hard to do it on obscure instruments because there's not a lot of demand for a harps a harp player yeah, or something. You right, know what I mean? Right. But the other thing, so so with bass cannot be beaten for that. Every band needs a bass. Whether you're playing rock music or jazz or you're playing whatever, you always need a bass. The other thing you need to do is um, have a good attitude. Yeah. And show up on time. I like so that. So if you're trying to make it in the industry, find an instrument that nobody else plays, have a good attitude and show up. And that's basically what I did and the gigs got better and better and better and the bands got better and better and better until until uh, pretty soon I was moving to Nashville to give, to give being a st an infamous string duster a shot. And that, that seemed to have worked out, I think. That was a good decision. Well, so, <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. So, um, yes, absolutely. Every, every day is different. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the, the dusters, um, besides bass, you obviously play guitar and are a really big songwriting force in that band. And, um, you know, to all the uh, blossoming songwriters out there, that might just be dipping into that. Where do you draw your inspiration for um, writing songs? Are you thinking, okay, this is going to be a String Duster song, or this one might be a Travis side project song? And how does that process start? Oh, that's a good question. You're good at this, man. You want to take over the show? <laughs> the Tommy Thank Marr you. Happy Hour, featuring Tommy Marr. <laughs> With the, with the Happy Hour House Band featuring yes. some guy named Travis Book. On bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the question was about, about, about the, sort of the, the, uh, the, the seed phase mm -hmm. of songwriting. It, yeah. You know, for me, I, I have to kind of just, um, I sort of like, essentially kind of like prepare the space, sort of like make myself available, try to quiet my mind down. Okay. And then, um, and I'm always sort of, I'm always sort of on the lookout 
for when something usually like a it's getting to the point now where usually something will come into my head a melody will come into my head melody usually a melody comes and i try to latch onto it sing it into my phone yes okay um and then and then the chord changes start to come from that and the whole thing sort of begins to crystallize from that but you know i'm really i'm really only bringing things into form that are already sort of in existence oh Disparate, disparate pieces of information of, of, of music or, 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 or lyric or whatever that are already sort of... The, the way I approach it is that I sort of see these things as already existing, and I'm, I'm just here to sort of as an intermediary to bring them into form, which sort of releases me from any pressure about what a song is to be as it's coming into form. So you ask, yeah. like, is this going to be a string duster yeah, song? Right, right. Well, I want to play this by myself, mm -hmm. or maybe I could pitch this to some other band, you know, which is kind of the dream. You get somebody else to play your songs. Yes. And get get you paid for you, right? Um, but 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 that part of the process can really um, that 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 starts to when 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 I'm trying to bring something into form, I need sort of I need I need some structure, but I don't need a lot of limitations, right? You know, and it's especially easy to be like, oh, that's kind of a cheesy idea. I can't imagine the Dusters would ever do that. I'm not going to bother writing the song, but that's not really my role. My role, I feel like, is to bring the songs into form and then sort of see where they go from there. Awesome. Well, I love your songs with the String Dusters and your Thanks, side, dude. your little solo song. So you're an awesome songwriter. It's been a really ple uh, a great pleasure to be up here with you and on these several shows. So I um, just wanted to add that little disclaimer there. Thanks, man. Many, yeah. many more to come, I hope. I hope we play together for a long, long time. Absolutely. Me too. Um, so another question. Um, you know, during these times, you've asked uh, several of your guests how, you know, they're making it through. Um, and how are you making it through? What are you doing with your time these days and, you know, staying on the bright side and, and, and hopeful? And, um, yeah, shed some light on, on what you, makes you tick now that what makes you tick has stopped. Right, right. And that's a, that's a, that's a, there's a lot to unpack there. I think um, I, I'll, how I'm doing right now is largely informed by sort of my overarching worldview which is which I try to maintain at all times which is that things things that, that it's that good things and bad things aren't aren't occurring they're just phenomenon unfolding and the value that I place on them is largely subjective um, whether whether a thing is good or bad you know we don't know how right. these things will will turn out in the grand span of time if we're talking about our lifetime or even lifetimes if you want to get into that and I don't know if everyone's comfortable with that, but once you start to zoom out and start looking at much larger time perspectives and realize sort of the insignificance of your existence altogether, right. it makes all these all the sort of over dramatization of the unfolding of life, which is all that we're experiencing right now. You know, um, whether it's the virus or or the political issues or, or anything, it's all just really an unfolding, and it, and it's 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 when you stop when you stop attaching value to it, you can just sort of allow it to pass through you and, and, and allow it to unfold and, and not pass judgment on it. And, and then there's so much less suffering. And then you can right. also turn anything into a transformative experience, right? Anything that initially would seem bad, it really just, it's just a reorientation or it's an opportunity. I mean, there's, there's endless opportunities out right. there. And, and like, um, like, uh, like Sarah, uh, Sarah Siskin told me a few weeks ago, she said, um, she's had a lot of help, um, in, 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 without getting into her, her personal life details, she's been making a lot of shifts in her life right now. And she said one thing that was really huge for her was someone said, you know, amazing and incredible things are about to happen. 
at any moment, right? Like this yeah. moment is, is pregnant with possibility, as yeah. I like to say. And you better be ready for it. Be ready for that. Be ready for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you're if you got your blinders on, or if you have a preconception about how things should go, if you're if you're if you're in some sort of a negative mind state where what what you're seeing outside is is a negative thing or something to be afraid of, well, then you're not you're not ready for those amazing things yeah. to unfold. You know, and so f to get around to really answering your question, which I'm not very good at, it, it this this period of time initially it was a little upsetting, but it's actually been fine, and I don't feel bad saying it. I'm fine. I'm actually probably happier now than I was eight months ago. This has been a really, uh, really amazing opportunity for opening up my perspective, for getting to stay home, spend time with my kids, work on a lot of music, play yeah. music with a lot of cool people. For me, there's, there's, no, there's, there's no downsides. There's only opportunities. So I'm just, I just keep on trucking, man. I just wake up grateful for every day. I'd say that's a very uplifting philosophy and uh, very admirable. And the fact that you had enough... Um, energy and gusto to put this awesome show together, which I know many of you guys have enjoyed week after week. Give a hand for Travis for taking something like this and making it cool for the community. So, Thank you. This is a song I made up. And then I half figured out how to play it on the banjo. And then I'll be done with banjo. <laughs> when it makes me so happy. I will literally, like, I will literally, I'll probably go home tonight. And I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to get a couple of beers. I'll probably get real stoned and play banjo for like three hours. <laughs> it's like I, I put it down for 10 seconds and I pick it right back up again. And fortunately, there's no one else on my side of the house. So I, hopefully I won't keep you up, Mom. Held in my hands, rain falls all on the ground round where I stand. Candlelight shining half a mile away. It's been a long and lonesome day. It's been a long and lonesome day.
song by Dave Johnston. my window on an empty field alone the silo it's kind of life seems so strange an arc lamp burns so far away had a girl thought she was true and I turned around she did too many miles keep us apart but I know what's in my heart I will love you tonight And I'll love you tomorrow Let the headlights shine Through the pouring rain See my red tail lights I'm gone again Someday the road I ride won't seem so strange to me inside. The path I take may be a rocky one, but it's mine and mine alone. I will love you tonight, and I'll love you tomorrow. Let the headlights shine. Through the pouring rain, see my red tail lights, I'm gone again. I will love you tonight, and I'll love. That are out of sight 
Again, nothing can be done to make them stay Here and then they're gone How long until they go? How long until they know? Oh, they need to fly rockets too the silver sky Now if I had the chance to do it all again I'd follow every stream, fearless like them. I'd let everything be done in its own time. Won't worry if it's wrong. How long until I go? How long until? Rockets to the silver sky. Rockets to the silver sky. Thank you. As you can tell from, if you're listening at home, as, and people keep asking me, are there tickets available? Is it an in-person show? And indeed, it is. There are people here. You're in the flesh. Socially distanced, responsible, safe, but happy. And we're so glad you all are here. So for those of you listening at home, if you want to make plans to come and be part of the studio audience here at the Gray Eagle... Go ahead and do so. We'll announce season two at some point. You can buy tickets for that then. I think there are some tickets available still for the Anders and Burl show, but for everybody else, please plan to tune in. And don't be shy about donating. It's one of the only ways the economics work these days. But as Gillian Welch said, you kind of got us where you want us, you've got it figured out that we're going to play music even if we don't get paid for it. So, you know, that's the good news. For music fans, there will always be musicians who can't, can't get, you know, you can't escape it, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, what else would we do yeah. but play music? Even if no one else, even if no one cares, what else can you do? Right? There, J- Jacob Groupman from Front Country uh, read an interview that they just did, and he said... Um, you know, for the speaking for the his perspective, the plight of musician right now, he's like, it's not that I want to play music. He said, I need to play music. And I was like, that's pretty much how I feel. Yeah, I think the risk, the, the, the risky part, the part where you lose control is when you need the response from the audience. Yeah. And that and that that's something that's taken me a really long time to get beyond as a performer, because when. When when the when when you let the audience hold the keys to your happiness, yeah, 
It's just like letting your spouse hold the keys to your happiness. You, you, <laughs> or anything external. Um, and, and so that's, I mean, he, he's spot on. It's like, yeah, yeah I, I need to play music too. But, but, that, but, that, but that is the interesting, that is, I always feel like that's an interesting question. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you need to play it? Is it because you need something? from something outside yourself? Or is it because it's just inside of you? Only, only he can answer that. Only he can answer that. Only, and and uh, every musician has to answer that for themselves. And it's probably, it's not black or white. It's, it's, on, it's, on a, yeah. you know, it's on a spectrum. Right. But it's certainly an interesting thing to think yeah. about. And you can definitely tell when, um, when musicians don't care at all about the audience. Yes. Or when they care too much about the audience. And both things... Um, for me, can be sort of off-putting. Um, you may feel put off right now, in fact. <laughs> I was just thinking about that as you were describing that. I was like, how do we come off? <laughs> you know, that's the thing, is it's not really, it doesn't really matter. No, I freaking love what I'm playing music. I'm in the present moment. It's like meditation. This is awesome. I don't, if you guys are here and it's amazing, that makes it that much better. Yeah, I mean, we do have a responsibility to perform for the audience who is paid to be here, but... We can only do what we can do. And they are as equally important in many regards, you know, to what is happening up here. Well, yeah, if it... If it so thank you guys, <laughs> really. It's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, you know, if you bring a song into form but you never play it for anybody, does yeah. it even matter? If a dobro makes a stupid lick in the middle of an empty room, does anyone hear it? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another tune? Yeah, okay, uh, this is a tune called Things in Life by Don Stover. And it is, it's my kind of tune, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Someday. 
I've said it like a thousand times tonight, but thank you so much for being here and and thanks for supporting live music. I think, I think, um, I think we're gonna. I think we will get by. Yes, we will yes. survive. Absolutely, as they say. Yeah. All right. Clouds so swift, the rain won't lift. Gates won't close, the railings froze. Take your mind off of wintertime. You ain't going nowhere. Ooh, we ride me high. Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come. Oh, we gonna fly. Down to that easy chair Well, give me a ring and a gun that sings A flute that toots and a bee that stings Sky that cries and a bird that flies, a fish that walks and a dog that talks. Ooh, we ride me high. Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come. Oh, we gonna fly down to that easy chair.
Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come Oh, we gonna fly down to that easy chair Cross that bridge long after it's gone But after we're way past it Ooh, he ride me high Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come Oh, we gonna fly down to that easy chair Ooh, he ride me high Tomorrow's the day Bride's gonna come. Oh, we gonna fly down into that easy chair. <laughs> Thank you all so much. I'm Travis Book, Tommy Marr. Thank y'all. Thank you. The Travis you. Book Happy Hour, the Great Eagle. I am Asheville, and all of you, thank you all so much. We hope you have a splendid evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening. Huge thanks to Tommy Marr, Thomas Webb, Andy Eubanks, The Great Eagle, IMAVL, Thompson Guitar, Americana Vibes, and all the supporters who contributed via PayPal and Venmo. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Travis Book Happy Hour, and full-length episodes can be viewed anytime at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. <laughs>